Hi, I'm Dr. Jillian Murphy, a naturopath, healthy-ish lifestyle architect, body joy seeker, and French fry activist. And you're listening to 100% healthy-ish. Here's the thing. As a naturopath and an intuitive eating health at every size health coach, I have seen every angle and end of the health conversation. And after years of clinical and coaching experience, I've developed a framework for feeling good and having fun that I know you're gonna love. To be healthy-ish, we move beyond the boring basics and consider some ish you have never thought of before when it comes to your health. Are you ready? It's gonna be fun. Let's go. Hi, and welcome back to the show. I am going to do two short episodes this week. The first episode today is all about sustainability. Are our lives sustainable? You know, if we have a finite number of hours every day, how are we going to spend them? And what are we going to spend them on? And how can we make our lives feel more sustainable? So I'm going to get to that in a minute. But I just wanted to do a quick update on things that are happening in my life. Um, We are at the end of June. As I record this, I am turning 44 on Saturday. And so the past month, I think has been really reflective for me, particularly coming up to my birthday, but also just because of of a few things that have been happening in my life and how I've been feeling about it, which um, I'm going to talk a little bit more on Thursday's episode. I'm going to talk about the moon cycles, interestingly enough, and how to work with the moon cycle. Like what are the parts of it? What are we supposed to be doing in these different phases of the moon cycle? And then I'm going to take you through the last full moon cycle for me and how I was working with it. And some of the things that I've been working through, which will lead us into what's happening for the summer and what's happening over here in healthy-ish world moving forward. Uh, So there's that. So my birthday's coming up and been just sort of like reflecting as I approach that. But it's also the end of the school year for my kids. There are events and activities and barbecues. There are dance performances and a huge music festival in our neighborhood this weekend. And things are just heating up. I mean, summer's here and we're in this like last push before things slow down for summer. It's felt hectic (laughs) to say the least. Uh, We are also gearing up for some really fun summer events. The first thing that we're doing is going out to Winnipeg for a bar mitzvah early in July, which is going to be amazing. On Sunday, the girls and I went and we got dresses and shoes and all the things that we were going to need for this really fun weekend, which was pretty great. And then we head out to PEI for almost a month where my family is from we just basically spend a month at the beach visiting hanging out very chill but also lots of people around kind of situation so that's what's happening over here in our world um what's happening for you i feel like everyone is in the same place whether you have children or not there is like a little bit of hustling that's happening so that we can really relax and slow down and socialize over the summer months. Um, As far as the podcast goes, I'm not sure what will happen. The last time I said I wasn't going to, I was going to take a break and not record anymore. I ended up still recording every week. (laughs) 
<laughs> I did healthy-ish hacks every Thursday. I wasn't doing two a week, but I was doing one. I'll see. I'll see what comes up. I think that the intention at this exact moment is to record this podcast for you to do this really fun, but also super practical and useful moon cycle review on Thursday and then take the pressure off. Um, and I'll get into a little bit more of that on Thursday as well, like why I'm wanting to take the pressure off and what I'm looking for and hoping for, because that's been a little bit of part of this past month's journey for me. Um, but so my intention, I believe is for this week to be the last week for a little while. Um, but I may have, there's a couple of interesting things happening this week that might turn into podcasts for next week. You know, really what I'm looking for is to take July and August kind of off and to gear up for the fall. I want to put together a three-week healthy-ish reset for you. I don't know about you, but I regularly feel like after summer, I need to reset. Not because I've been bad, not because I've done anything wrong, not because I have to alter my body, but just because summer is a season of socialization, of ice cream cones and extra cocktails and staying up late. And I come back from my holiday really emotionally and socially filled up, but my body tends to be depleted. You know, there are certain things that feel good you know, a little more rest, a little more outdoor time, that feels good. But specifically my digestive system tends to feel a little overwhelmed. So I'm going to put together this three-week healthiest reset and it's going to be launching in September at some point. There's part of me that almost wants it to, to start right after Thanksgiving. There's this chunk, this window of time in there before the holiday season starts that I find really helpful. Like I sometimes find September is a bit of an extension of the summer. And with all of the back to school events and activities, it's, it's a little like I ease into a reset, but I'm not fully there yet. So I'm playing around with the timing in my mind, but it'll either be mid to late September that this will launch, or it will be right after it will be in time for like to start just after Thanksgiving. And the goal here is not to be, restrictive for weight loss sake, but to really take a look at the rhythms and the rituals and the patterns that fuel our physical bodies and the ones that don't. And how can we work with that in a way that feels really abundant and fulfilling and feels like it helps you get back on track. And I'm going to be running it as live as I can. So as many live sessions as I can throughout the three week reset, but then I'm going to make it permanently available because I think that any one of us um, at any given time, like sometimes I feel the need for a reset just after a few really busy weeks at work where I haven't had time to focus on my physical body or after the holidays or, you know, coming back from a vacation. There's all kinds of these moments where I'll feel like, you know, I just want to focus on my physical body for a few weeks. And, and one of the things that I've always strived to do with healthy-ish is to create a framework for intentionally caring for our physical bodies without being in diet culture mode and without being uber restrictive and harming ourselves. So that's the plan is to give myself a bit of time to rest and rejuvenate and pull this thing together that I have been sitting on and brainstorming on um, since the fall. And then really it started to take shape in February 
but I want to, I want to just pull that together and officially figure out what the format and what it will all look like. Okay. Let's get on with today's show about a sustainable life. I already mentioned that it is my birthday this weekend. And one of the things that I really wanted to do for my birthday, um, you know, in addition to going out for some good food and getting out to see a movie is something for my community. And so what I am offering for a very short, limited period of time and a limited number of spots is 50% off the a la carte healthy-ish blueprint. If you have been wanting a map to your well-being, to taking care of your physical body, food, movement, supplements, but also sensuality and cycles, how your space works into your overall well-being, what are the environments that are going to be best for you, how can you do things around your home to supersize the health effects that you get without having to continually work at it, mind, energy, and soul. If this is something that you are interested in, I'm going to put a link in the show notes and you can grab one of the few spots for 50% off. This is typically an $1,800 offer because the blueprints take me so much time. They're very thorough. They're looking at your health from like a medical naturopathic standpoint, but also from the perspective of human design and feng shui and astrology. We are looking at so many perspectives in order to, I am looking at all of that in order to boil it down and condense it into something that's gonna be really succinct and simple and practical. No more throwing spaghetti at the wall. No more buying supplements in a panic off Instagram, trying to fix this thing that's going on with you. Like let's get uber specific with the infinite hours in your life and your day to create something that is right for you. So this will look like a 90 minute intake with a really thorough intake form and assessment before we even do that. A 90 minute intake with me, and then you will get a blueprint and an audio. So there's no follow up, but you get the blueprint, an audio that will walk you through it and a really thorough intake. And I'm doing all of that at 50% off. So for $800, it's an enormous amount of information and time. And if you are interested, snap up one of the spots in the show notes. Okay. So this episode is called, is your life sustainable? And I want to just walk you back to a little over a year ago, my husband and I took our two kids to Europe for two months. COVID rules and regulations were easing at that point. And my husband had been granted a short one-term sabbatical that we had applied for the year before in the hopes that we would be able to travel. And so for the first two months of the term, it was January, February, we really couldn't. There was still a lot going on COVID-wise. But then things began to open up. And as soon as they did, we hopped on a plane and we went to Spain for two weeks. We went to London in the UK for a month. And then we went to the Netherlands and we went to Italy. And for the most part, it was just the four of us. We have a ton of friends that live all over. And so we visited friends in Madrid, 
outside of London, in London, in the Netherlands. And then we met some friends that are living in Latvia in Italy when we were there. So we weren't totally alone the whole time, but the majority of the trip was just the four of us. And as the weeks went on, particularly the four weeks that we were living in London, where we were in one Airbnb, we settled into this sort of pseudo schedule and life while we were there. It became really clear to me that life felt more easeful and sustainable than it had in a long time. And part of that for sure was in direct um, reflection or in direct like opposition to the, to the few years that we'd had with COVID, right. Of, of, feeling no control and feeling really locked down and working at home with kids and trying to homeschool them and all the overwhelm that was there. So it was in, you know, direct contrast. That's the word I'm looking for to COVID. But there was also something else. And if I reflect back on it, I can boil it down to a few things. The first is that we were always all together as a family. There were very few moments where I would break off from the group, mostly, if I'm honest, because I'd have to go back to the Airbnb to work for an afternoon or an evening, Um, or I would get out to go to a yoga class, and then I would would, uh, work for a couple of hours at a cafe while Jamie homeschooled the kids for a little bit. I was still working while we were there. He was on full sabbatical. I was not. So... Otherwise, though, we were all together. And so the first thing is that there was very few plans that needed to be made. There weren't extracurricular activities or carpools or play dates or social events or dinner parties. And I love all of that stuff, but it was really interesting to see how much time and ease and space we got back when those things weren't happening, like life just felt a thousand times more simple. Um, The time difference also played into things, right? Like there was, it's hard to totally explain, but I felt so much less pressure. I would wake up in the morning and nobody at home was awake. So there was no pressure to get a hold of anyone or post on Instagram. In fact, it would have just been kind of detrimental. And so most of the days that I worked, I would work from noon or sometimes two or 3 p.m. onward. There were even a few days where I worked from four until around midnight in, in London. But the days, like I just didn't wake up with that same pressure to go and do. I felt this like openness to go out into the world and live my life and live my day and then come back and get to work at 2 p.m. And it alleviated so much anxiety and pressure. It was just, that was really, really interesting. Um, A lot of the expectations around my work, even though I was working, because I was traveling, I dropped a lot of the self, the self-imposed expectations and um, I don't know, I think expectations is maybe the best word or like structures that I put in place. Again, I think that as an entrepreneur, you have to have some of these things and you have to be quite self-motivated, but it's really easy 
to go way beyond the basics that are really moving the needle in your business and start getting into a ton of busy work that isn't really doing that much. And it's easy to lose sight of it. Like it's easy to creep into busy work. And I think that this is also true, not just for entrepreneurs, because I work with nurses and teachers and lawyers all the time that are employed by other people who have a specific job, but who allow the scope of their work to creep and to be doing so much more and giving so much more. And again, I don't want to say that it's not like that can feel really good, but being aware of that, I think is important because when I was away and I stripped away the creep <laughs> and I got way back to the bare bones of what is working and moving the needle in my business. It was really incredible how much time I got back. And the same thing happened. I know I've talked about it on the podcast before. A very similar thing happened in the in the the first months of the pandemic. Kids were home, we were all home, had no idea what was going to happen in the world, and I just stripped away absolutely everything except the bare bones and it was incredible to see how much momentum I could create in my business doing like 25% of what I had been doing. So there was that. Um, I think the main thing is that it was also just very much about us as a unit and what was right in front of us that day. Like what did the need, what did the day need from us? Occasionally we'd have to sit down and make plans for the coming week if we were traveling or moving cities or needing a new Airbnb. But it was always just about very clear in the moment, present moment tasks that were in front of us. What did we need to accomplish? What did we need to get done? We had time and space to cook and to sleep and to take care of ourselves. And there was this sense of accomplishment at the end of every day because we did the things that needed to get done that day. And so I remember being really deeply interested in trying to maintain this feeling when we got back from Europe. And I was trying to make a list of all of the, the subtle things that we could do when we got back to try to maintain this feeling, because clearly we were going to come back to our regular life and we were going to come back to a house. Like that was the other thing. When we were away, we weren't taking care of a home or a pet you know, whatever bills were automated, were coming out of our accounts. We were managing a really specific travel budget while we were away, but we kind of put all the other financial tasks on hold. So clearly we were coming back to a home and finances and extracurricular activities. Things opened up even more as we were away and as we got home with COVID. And by the fall, we were right back into full-blown extracurricular activities and school events and play dates and all of the above. And so I tried really, really, really hard to hang on to the feeling for as long as I could. And I think I did a great job, probably up until around the holidays. Um, very slowly through the fall, I think things, the creep started to happen in my work, but also in personal life. And then over the winter, even more so. And so I'm going to talk about that a little bit more on Thursday, just like where I was at a month ago 
feeling like the world had really crept in. Um, I've talked in the, on the podcast about some of the health things in my family with myself and the kids that popped up through the winter that really stretched all of our resources. And um, I was just really feeling it by May, like really, really, really feeling it. Like, like all of that love and feeling <laughs> that I had built up while we were away was gone. I had drained, I had filled up the tank while we were away. And, you know, at first there was like a slow trickle when we got back to our regular lives, but by winter, it was like a full-blown faucet and was draining this tank that I had fulfilled while we were away. So I follow this substack by a woman called Abigail Resninski. I've written about her in my newsletter. I can't remember if I've talked about her on the podcast. She's a writer and I've always really enjoyed her writing. And so recently signed up for her Substack. And I just want to say that there were two pieces of writing that really stood out to me in the past couple of months that really called to me and this draining feeling that I was having and this feeling that it was like I was on a treadmill and it was starting to go faster and faster and faster. And I could just, you know, at first I was on top of it and then it started to feel like, oh my God, I... <laughs> Like at some point, this is going to go so fast that I'm just going to trip and fall and smack my face off the ground. So the first, I'm just going to read them to you. So the first um, thing that I read, she was talking about, interestingly, she happens to be in Cambridge in the UK. Her husband is on sabbatical. And so she's there for even longer than we were, I think six months maybe with her daughter and her husband. And she was talking about their life in Cambridge and how sustainable it feels in contrast to their life in Los Angeles. So she wrote, that's the thing about life in LA. Sometimes it just feels like too much, too much driving, traffic, pollution, noise, violence. Some of this is me, of course, the way I built up my schedule and work commitments and all that invisible labor crowding into every free space but some of it is the way the city's constructed. The way the car is another limb that must be used to get absolutely everywhere. The way you have to work to find calm and quiet. The lack of cafes and parks within walking range. The way you can't really bike without worrying about being hit by a car. The way the city was not built with people in mind. So obviously here in Kingston, I am not dealing with Los Angeles level of infrastructure. We live in the downtown core and life does feel like it's built for people here. I walk almost everywhere. I bike. But the infrastructure of our lives, and again, some of it is me. Some of it is the way that I have built our social calendar and my work, the way that I work and the, the self-imposed commitments and goals that I set for myself and the way that I do the same thing she does in cramming every nook and cranny with to-dos. So some of it's me, but also some of it is just the infrastructure of our, our life. Like we own a home that still is like only 80% renovated and needs to get done. This is where we live. <laughs> I I mean, I guess we could just sell the house and move. That's totally a possibility, but that's not right for us at the moment. So we have this house that needs to get done. 
I'm self-employed and I work for a clinic. And again, I suppose I could change either one of those things. Both of them serve us right now as a family and they serve me personally, but it's a lot to juggle. The infrastructure of our life is a lot. And then the other thing, which I never want to complain about, it's not a bad thing. It's one of these examples of positive stressors, right? We know that things like getting married and getting a new house and getting a new job, all of these incredibly positive things are also some of the most stressful life events. And so without an ounce of complaint, with all the gratitude in the world, we have very social, full lives. There are a lot of people in our lives, a lot of family members, a lot of, a lot of events and humans that, that need and want and deserve who we enjoy giving our time and attention to. And so it just got me thinking about the infrastructure of our lives and the things we can control and the things we can't. And, you know, the reality is that I built healthy-ish because it felt to me like health was the same way. Like it had to be this super overwhelming wellness influencer style approach to health where, where you were completely overwhelmed and exhausted and financially drained by it, where it took everything from you in order to try to live up to whatever the ideal was. Or you were in sort of this anti-diet movement and there's a lot of nuance here. And this is not what I'm saying. I'm, I'm not saying this is what the anti-diet movement says that it is because this is not it, but what it feels like for many people is just giving up completely. And there's a lot of freedom in that, you know, you get a lot of your time back and, and there are certain pieces of it that feel sustainable until your body starts to not feel good. And you don't know how to get out of it because you don't know how to take a step forward without falling back into diet culture or obsessive wellness culture. And none of that feels sustainable. And then for several years, I believe we've gotten, you know, there's the wellness influencer, there's the anti-dieter. And then I think that we've gotten this Sophia, I call it the Sophia Loren model, which is like, uh, you know, objectively by cultural standards, completely beautiful woman who happens to be curvy, but is also by all standards, actually very thin human who's advocating for like, just eat the pasta, eat the ice cream. Life is too short. And it's all so appealing and it feels like it should be easy, but there's no framework for like, I've been in diet culture and wellness culture my whole life. How do I just all of a sudden start eating pasta with ease and pizza with ease? And what if my body doesn't look like Sophia Loren's <laughs> or feel like it? Or like, I always have all these questions when it comes to the Sophia Loren type post. Like, does she ever get heartburn? Does she ever struggle with gluten? Does she, does she need naps in the afternoon? Does she get tired? You know, there's that almost like oversimplified ease that is so aspirational and it's like, yeah, that's exactly what I want, but I have no idea how to do it. And so for me, none of that felt sustainable or easeful. And so I created Healthy-ish so that we could stop throwing spaghetti at the wall 
when it comes to our health. We could stop panic buying supplements off Instagram late at night because we feel bad about our body or bad in our body and stop investing in, in programs that aren't designed for us, that aren't specifically geared toward us. And, um, you know, it reminds me of this, this other quote, the second quote that I meant to read that I kind of forgot about, but I'll just read it right now because I think it really plays into this moment from another um, newsletter that Abigail sent out many months later, or maybe it was just weeks. What is time anymore? You know, what is time? But the quote was, our lives are finite and they are also very messy Prioritize the things that really matter to you and devote yourself to them. The end. You will never, ever, ever fit everything in, even if you wake up at 4.30 a.m. So please just let the rest go. And that truly, like I couldn't have written it better myself. That is truly the underlying philosophy of healthy-ish. There are things that are going to help you feel better in your body. But the reality is that life is messy and no one solution is gonna work for every person and no one solution is gonna work for everyone forever, for anyone forever. That you are gonna be in a constant, on a constant journey with your body. There'll be great moments and more challenging moments. And we want to develop a framework for you as an individual that helps you understand how to work with your body. And when food feels too hard, what can you focus on? And if clothes feel too hard, what could you focus on? And if movement feels too hard, what can you focus on? Unlimited opportunities to do small things to feel better in and about your body, but very specific because the, our lives are finite. The hours in our days are finite. And so I just want to offer up, like when it comes to health, that's what this healthy-ish is. It's about creating something that actually feels sustainable, that strips away the creep and the things that are clouding and getting in the way of just doing simple things that set the tone for your day and your week and your months things that are flexible and changeable. And it's all in one spot, one document. It pulls it all together for you so that you don't have to um, second guess or questions. You can move proudly through your day, putting in tiny moments and bits of effort to feel good in a way that is in line with your values and how you want to spend your time and money. As far as life goes, so as far as health goes, I have created the framework for that. As far as, as my life goes and our social lives and work um, to be determined as I come up on this 44th birthday, to be determined. But what I will say is that I am committed to spending a year figuring this out. From now until my 45th birthday, 45 feels like Exactly. I mean, I hope I live to older than 90, but I feel like I could live to 90 well, like really well. So 45 feels like a real midpoint for me. And I'm going to do the moon cycles and um, 
I'm going to live by those and I'm going to sink into my projectorness, which is my human design type. If you don't know about that, Google it because it's really interesting and it's part of healthy-ish. Um, I'm going to sink deeply into that and I'm going to start on Thursday by talking about the moon cycle and what my process was through that and what I've learned because I really want to get to 45 and start to feel like I found a way for my life and the way that I work to feel sustainable because my life is finite and it's always going to be messy. And I can't keep thinking like, okay, finally, when this happens or when this stops or when COVID's over or when the kids aren't in dance anymore or when, you know, I'm not sick or when, 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 like, you know, I talked about this on the podcast through the winter. Like I have just had the realization that my life will be messy forever because life is messy. And so what I really want to do is prioritize the things that matter, but it's going to take some time to totally figure that out. And I want to devote myself to them. And that's the end. And if you want me to help you do this with your health, I can do this. We can do this anytime. I can help you do this with your health. And I've already mentioned it in the episode, um, but right at this exact moment, I am doing a 50% off sale on Healthiest Blueprints. If you want something really specific for travel this summer, if you want something really specific, um, you know, like I said, I've got this reset coming, but if you want your own specific reset before the summer hits, we could do that. Or it could be very generally applied to your body and health overall. And then on Thursday, come on back. I'm going to take you through the moon cycles, the important pieces and phases of the moon cycle, according to what I've studied and understand how I'm working with them and what's gone on for the past month. And we'll start this experiment of me finding sustainability. And if you want to join in and you want to use the moon cycles over the course of the next year to find sustainable for you, you know, my birthday is happening on Saturday, but it's also the summer solstice this week. So you could work from summer solstice to summer solstice, and that would be an amazing marking of time. So if you're in, come on over to Instagram at Food Freedom Body Love, DM me or leave a comment on one of my posts. Let me know that you're in. Um, I'd love to have you along for the ride.